Yep, that's us. That's just a taste of what you're in for. You're listening to the Wine and Whiteboards podcast miniseries, Drunken Marketing. We're here to drink some wine and share ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences with you. We're all part of a B2B marketing team and work together at our nine to five. Sometimes working in marketing can be funny, annoying, or just straight up weird. Our team is going to give you a behind the scenes look at marketing while sharing hilarious stories and situations that we found ourselves in. Let's be real. Some of these stories may not have been funny at the time, but in hindsight, they make us laugh and we've grown to become better marketers because of them. So grab a glass of wine and join us as we tell you the lessons we've learned the hard and funny way. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Wine and Whiteboards, Drunken Marketing. Today we're going to talk about some of our airport adventures and maybe, okay, not just a few, but a handful of TSA, I guess you could call them, tragedies. Some of us learn from our mistakes at TSA and some of us don't, so we have some entertaining stories for you today and we hope you enjoy them. The airport is obviously a hub of travel, and a lot of things have happened at the airport. It's a good start. Yeah, I'm going to jump in and say that over the years, I think some of us have realized that maybe we just don't carpool with Charlotte and Sarah. <laughs> they, they are like, I don't know. You guys always make it on the flight. I'll give you that credit. But I have so much anxiety when it comes to flying, and I know some of the rest of our team is that. If I'm not at the airport at least an hour before, like, I don't know, I'm going to have like nervous poos. Like, I, <laughs> I know that's really honest, but like, I like to take my time when I get to the airport. I like to make sure like, because there's some times where there's no parking and I've been spinning around in that parking garage for at least 30 minutes and that is gone. It's been times where I got there and TSA is usually like five minute wait and it was an hour. So I'm just like a you know, doomsday kind of traveler. Um, I don't know about you, Kelly, but you and I are think on the same same page. Yeah, I would say we're like those old dads that tell you to get to the airport like five hours before your flight. <laughs> no, I don't get there five hours before my flight, but that's like my mentality, right? Like I have had the same thing page where the parking garage was actually full and I had to go to the other terminal and then take the shuttle. And it just, it's too much. Like I can't deal with that. I like to have my time. I want to get in. I go to the bathroom, I get some coffee or something to drink, and just like, even if I have time to like walk around, look at the shops, like I'd much rather do that than rush through, and I, I can't handle it. I'm so glad you guys told me to before our first flight, all of us together, that you were like, don't carpool with Sarah and Charlotte. I was like, okay, I am good with not doing that. We hope you're not offended by this too, guys. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I've had too many close calls, and I understand that my process probably gives people anxiety. It's funny because I, when I travel for work, I make it, I cut it as close as I possibly can because I prefer to not sit around and wait. However, if I'm traveling for leisure, I love getting to the airport early. Cause for those who don't know, like we fly out of uh, Detroit Metro airport for work and the terminal we fly out of for Delta has literally, the, it's the best. It has so many shops, so many restaurants. It's such a, like, it's such a good terminal. It's actually ranked as one of the best terminals in the U.S. 
and uh, behind Minneapolis. Thank you very much. Oh, of course. It's <laughs> always got to be better. But it's such a nice terminal. I love to like sit and have breakfast and like have a Bloody Mary or something before I travel for a vacation. But for work, that is definitely not the case. Like cutting it close usually. I'm going to give Sarah some credit though. I think Charlotte intentionally tries to get there later, but I don't think Sarah is. I think it's more of that optimistic like timing with her, right? Would you say I Sarah? I try to hit the sweet spot where you don't have to run, but you don't have to wait, you know? And that's like a very delicate balance there where like you have enough time to maybe get in the Starbucks line and get a cup of coffee. But like the at that point, the plane might be boarding. So like sometimes you have to make a decision. It is the worst when you get there expecting to be able to get a cup of coffee or breakfast and you literally don't have time because you drove around the parking garage for 30 minutes or the line at Starbucks was insane. Yes. Yeah. That's there good. was um, a time when we were going to Chicago for a training session and uh, I ended up having to run through the terminal, just straight up sprint through the terminal because I misread on the app um, the boarding time and I thought the departure time. I thought the departure time was the boarding time. So I way behind. So I was like in line getting a cup of coffee and all of a sudden Max calls me. And goes, where are you? He's like, I'm at the gate and we're literally waiting for you. Like, and I was like, oh shit. So like, I just like took off, like sprinted and I got on the plane. I made it. They waited for me, but it was close. I think one of my favorite, this didn't happen to any of us, but just because you get to the airport early doesn't mean you'll make it on the plane. Remember, we had two people um, on our growth team. And they were in such deep conversation sitting at the, they were at the gate. They were sitting at the gate, having a conversation. They were so engrossed in it that they didn't realize their plane had boarded and taken off without them. Like just completely missed it. Not because they weren't there, not because they were running late, just like two kind of, I'll call them space cadets for a minute there that like had no sense of time or place. Think about trying to explain that to the company and the cost associated with missing a flight. Like, sorry, we just had too good of a conversation. Promise it was about work, but like we just did make it on the flight. I don't know. How. Luckily, they're in like a higher exec level where it's like they make the, the cost decisions. But if it was like me being like, oh, yeah, I just kind of forgot. I was like at Starbucks or like whatever. Went to flood. I don't know. I think it's funny because for anyone who has traveled with those two two specific individuals, it's really funny because they, it happens all the time in terms of like conversation or it used to. One of them's no longer with the organization, but this would happen when we're walking somewhere. Like when we were in D.C. for a trip, like you, we would look for a place for dinner and we would walk a mile out of the way because we were following them because we thought they knew where they were going and leading the way. And then it ended up that was not the case at all. And we were like, we just walked over a mile in the wrong direction because we we're following you. We thought you were leading and it, it happened all the time. I think that I'm starting to picture or like figure out why I have such anxiety about getting to the airport like early and whatnot is like I have pre-check, which I think most of us have pre-check. So it's like usually that line is not too long to get through. And my carry-on bag is probably, it technically is the carry-on size, but I feel like I can shove so much stuff in there that it actually gets a little bit bigger than what the normal size would be. And so I hate being that last person on to be like, 
excuse me, let me shuffle some things around in the overhead bin. And I will not, I do not want to check it. Like if I am especially coming home from a trip, that's the last thing I want to do is wait for my luggage at the end. So that's why I feel like I'm like, get there early. I can board as soon as possible so I can get my bag in a space and not have to worry about it. Kelly and I are the same person. Like her and I are vibing off each other right now because I get on the flight as soon as I'm able to board. And with COVID, they're doing it by zones. Like they only have certain, um, I don't know if you guys have flown at all yet, but they do like three or four lanes at a time. And so it's not just like a free for all or from the back forward. And I like to get there as soon as I can, because if I don't have a place for my bag to get put in the top right next to me, I get super anxious. I'm not sure what it is. If it's like, I just don't want it to get checked and have to wait for it. Or like, I worry that my makeup is going to get smashed because that's happened before. Um, I've had things explode because you just don't really protect them in like super nice big bags when you're thinking it's not going to be checked. So yes, those are the things go through my head. Like the highlighter pens, you don't want those to explode all over your, your belongings. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not do that and ruin a backdrop. That's the worst. Did I tell you guys that... Um, side note here that James got one of those on our new couch and it highlighter bled all over the our new couch cushions but because of the incident with the backdrop I knew that like lots of water takes it out so I like quickly unzipped it from the cushion and it gone all the way through to the foam cushion it was like blue on there right but like I blotted it and put cardboard on one side and then tons of water on the both and it absorbed it and I got it out I was so thankful so you know if that hadn't have happened to the backdrop i might have freaked out more than i did i was like mm, we can get this out it'll be okay it could have been ahead. like my husband who a week into having our brand new couch the first actual piece of furniture that we've bought ourselves since we got married and he left a pen out and our dog had chewed it and it just all like the pen mark went everywhere pretty much every single spot on the couch too and I remember the people came out because we luckily bought the the plan, the protection plan, and they tried to clean it with like a rag and a um, some spray. And I was like, you don't think I've tried that? Like, come on. What? And they were like, oh, ma'am, we can't. We just we're going to have to replace this. So I they replaced every single cushion within a week of getting it. So it could have been worst case, Sarah, but luckily you knew what to do. Well, it was. No, I remember that happening to you. And so he kept bringing, we were trying to hang stuff and we can't, we cannot seem to find a pencil in this whole house because I don't know who has pencils these days. What do you even use a pencil for? You don't have a pencil sharpener. That's actually not true. Our basement has one of those weird built-in old school um, teacher pencil sharpeners, like those intense old ones. So I should probably invest in some pencils, but he had a pen on the couch and he stepped on it and I moved it out of the way. Then there was another one that I moved out of the way and like he had stepped on and broke it. So I was so afraid that the ink was going to come out. And then all of a sudden there was one that I didn't even see that was the stupid highlighter pen and it was all over. And I was like, damn it, James, <laughs> where did this come from? But I was going to say, I like having... I might be a weirdo here, but I like when you don't have to check your bag, but then they get up there, you get up there and the overhead space is not available. So then they do check your bag because I'm sure. And when I try to put my bag in the overhead compartment, one, it's always stuffed too full. So it's really fat and hard to get in there, which is my fault. But two, I'm short and it's really hard to lift it over your head and put it in there. And I feel like it always causes me anxiety when you're getting off the plane and everyone's ready to go and you're like trying to like shove it, get it out of there and you can't really do it by yourself. And you know, people are sitting behind you being like, 
tapping their foot being like let's go missy and you're just like get my bag, get my bag. i feel like whenever i travel with sarah i feel like i grab her bag out of the top or i help put it in because that gets so much easier for me to reach it yeah well from sarah's height like she's pulling and she's pulling at an angle so it's not really necessarily going to come out the easiest way so i get that katie i assume you have this problem i don't know maybe not maybe i'm much shit. i don't know I definitely have this problem and I get very annoyed when there is like a like nice tall strong gentleman just like literally like sitting there like come on let's go and I'm like well like you could help me like I don't know but yeah definitely have this problem I'm sure it's very comical watching me put my bag into that thing and getting it out. And then I also, like, I always help. have that other bag around my shoulder, and it's, like, flip-flopping between the seats, <laughs> and I'm trying to, like, scoot the rolly like, forward. <laughs> always a hot mess. And somehow I'm always in the back of the plane, and I don't know. It's, it's rough. <laughs> I always offer my assistance to people who I think are older or shorter near me to help get their bag. That's so nice of you. We appreciate it. With COVID, I offered to someone who was struggling, and they're like, don't touch my bag. I'm like... Okay, I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> hands up. But I mean, Yikes. it's going to be a thing now with germs and stuff of like the being nice and offering. I don't know if it's going to be accepted. Who knows? I actually had it where I've only almost missed a flight once and it was our honeymoon. And that one to been the best. Um, we were kind of in like the honeymoon phase. We're like, oh, we're getting breakfast together. And like, you know, we're not really keeping track of time. And all of a sudden, I had the intercom we heard, and it was like, it, you know, when they say your name, you're like, oh, crap, like, I'm, you know, the last one's on, and we we got on, we were the last ones, they closed the door right behind us, and then I remember the stewardess literally yelling at me for probably five minutes, being like, what were you doing, why are you late, why aren't you here, everyone's here, we could have left early, like, just I was like, like, why is it your business? Yeah. I was like, well, for all you know, I had a connecting flight. I didn't. But, you know, for all she knows. And I was like, we could have taken off for this five minutes of you yelling at me, but we're still standing here. So. Listen, ma'am, I was busy enjoying my $80 shitty airport breakfast. That's what I was doing. I was having mimosas. Thank you very much. <laughs> Did you tell her you just got married? I feel like that's like one of, besides being pregnant, I feel like that's one like pass you can get for like. People are like, oh, no. No, there's a, it was an old lady who was just like a bitter old woman. I don't know. I didn't get that sympathy thing. It was like, please sit down, ma'am. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the only thing I think I've... Have you guys ever missed a flight? I don't like, think at I've least ever a work missed flight? one. No. Not a work one. I think I've only missed when, <laughs> when, like, you had connecting flights or, like, and, like, weather delayed you or, like, recircled. And a lot of times that was, like, personal stuff mainly because I think it was mostly when I would fly to Florida for my birthday and like my birthday present was a ticket from my parents but they always bought the the cheapest one so it was always like Spirit or Frontier and those I feel like are just in they always had a layover Um, I was gonna say I probably had like three layovers (laughs) (laughs) one time it took me like a full day to get there like I was like I think in like four different airplanes we took off like three different times like it was insane like because of the weather and the rerouting so that I guess I missed it <laughs> my parents are the same way Sarah like they're they buy the cheapest thing available if it's a delay of eight hours they'll do it 
And I'm like, you know what? That's my time now. Like my time is my PTO and I'm getting paid with my PTO. So I kind of think of it as like, I'm getting paid to sit here and I'm not really happy about it. I'd rather be sitting on a beach. So I will pay that extra two, 300 bucks for a flight to get there and sit on the beach for six, four hours. I don't know. That's just me. I think that since we travel for work so much, I think being on an airplane more, you've realized I'm willing to pay more money to get to where I want to faster. And if you don't travel that much, you're like, I don't care. I'll take a layover. I'll do whatever. I 100% agree with that, Kelly. Like your expectation becomes very different. Like even on vacation, like not having clear, like if I go to an airport that doesn't have clear, I literally am like, what? Who doesn't have clear? What is this? Like, why isn't this a thing? Charlotte, didn't you sign up for clear one time because you were running late and the line was insane? Because I'm pretty sure that's how I signed up for clear one time. I was like, I'm never going to make it. And they're like, well, if you pay us money, you can like walk over here where there's no wait or no line. And I'm like, oh, of course. But there was one time we arrived and I didn't think I was going to make it because the line, I don't know if I'd ever saw it that bad before. And I was like, nope. There was, so there's been two times. So one time I walked into the airport, I forget where I was going. It was definitely for work and I was running late and it was before I had clear or like TSA pre-check or anything. I actually still don't have TSA pre-check. I should go get that, but clear always suffices. But I walked in and I kid you not guys, the security line, it was spring break. I was traveling for work during spring break time. And if anyone's been to the Detroit terminal, like in like where you check in, it literally backed up all the way to one of the side walls. The, I took a picture of the line. It was probably hundreds of people, hundreds of people. All those college girls trying to sneak in their hair product. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Good for their spring break clubs. Guilty. Guilty. Uh, yeah, I'll go into that next. Um, I feel like this is a lot about me. <laughs> it's like I feel like I have a lot of travel stories. But yes, to Sarah's point, I was so late for a flight one time that I didn't have time to wait in the security line. And that's when I signed up for clear because it was faster for me to sign up for clear and pay and get my biometrics taken and all of that. It literally only took like five minutes and go through clear, then wait in the line. So that's what I did. I would not have made the flight if I didn't do that. And then yes, to Katie's point, I am guilty of bringing my hair mousse. For those who don't know, I have curly hair and my hair mousse is a very important element of my wardrobe and you know, all of the necessities that I have and they don't make it in a travel size. So I always try to sneak it through and sometimes it gets through and sometimes it doesn't. And there was a time recently, Sarah, I don't know where we were going, but you and I were traveling somewhere. Wasn't this back from Create and Cultivate? Cause they gave us, remember those giant, yes. those giant take home bags. And I checked mine. I was like, I'm going to check my bag. I'm not going to worry about it. Cause it had full size travel products. But Charlotte was like, nope, I'm just going to put mine in my suitcase and hope it goes through. And of course she got stuck. Wait, you tried. Well, that was on the that? way back. That was on you, the way back. Oh, there were so happened. many. There was like 30 products of like the liquid. So you... Even if they were travel size, you wouldn't have been in the okay. The only thing they took out was the dry shampoo. Yeah. That's all she Like I had, like literally to describe this for people listening, I had an entire grocery tote bag. So I like full of sample size products. And instead of taking it out or trying to mess with it, I literally just left it in my check or my uh, my carry on and tried to go through security. And all they did was take the dry shampoo. The girl was just like, all right, go ahead. 
Like she looked at it and I was like, I just have a bunch of samples. It's like I was like, it's all samples. And like so she was like, all right, cool. I was like, it's all beauty products. And she just like let me through. But I think it was on the way to create and cultivate where I got stopped at DTW. We, I, we were running late, of course. And when I'm running late, I should stop and take the moose out and just throw it away. But I didn't. And the guy like pulled my bag aside. Of course, I'm like, there are like plane is already boarding at this point. And like the DTW uh, terminal is really long. And we're always at the end. Has anyone ever noticed that? We're always at the end gates, like all the way down. But he pulled my suitcase aside and started like rummaging through it. And I pointed to the moose. I was like, it's probably the moose. Like, and he was like, ma'am, move your hand. And like swatted my hand away. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, and then I was like, oh, so it's just my flight. And it's, it's usually always the moose. Like, and he like literally intentionally went as slow as he possibly could. Cause he knew I was like anxious and antsy about it. And it was horrible. He was like, I'm going to teach this girl a lesson. I'm going to go this, like the snail space. Yep. Now there's a lot of things that I've heard, like go off on the radar of, um, like tin, um, tin foil. Like my, my mother-in-law sent us home with some like baked goods and anything wrapped in tin foil. They like pull it's you, you start to learn if you ask them like things not to put in it. But, uh, interesting fact I found was that, um, makeup is apparently comes up on a different color. It comes up like green or something. So it doesn't technically come up as like your liquid. So I never put it in the liquids. I always like have it in its own little bag. Interesting. I no. thought you were gonna say your mother-in-law sent you home with tin foil. <laughs> I, <was gonna laughs> be like, uh, I got okay. some extra. You want to take it back to Detroit? Yes, sure. Pro <laughs> tip with pre-check: you don't even have to separate your liquids. You can keep it all in your bag. And I also tend to get away with having a lot more. Like, I don't have a quart size bag. I have, like, a full gallon size bag of things that I just go through. And they're usually not even – they don't care. Like, one time I um, had, like, a rice pack because I was, like, coming down from having, like, a sinus infection. So I brought this rice pack so I could heat it up, like, on my face. And I had, like, a neti – like, the – not the pot, but, like, the bottle one, you know? And I had that in there. And the guy opened it up, and he was like, um – what is this? Cause it was the rice pack that set it off in the thing. And then we were talking about that in the sinus infection and he was like, Oh, I get those too. And then he was like, Oh, but did you get distilled water? I'm like, buddy, you stopped me because I clearly had something over three ounces. You think I was going to be able to put in like fancy distilled water in here too. And he just laughed and then like, let me go. That's funny. He sounds like a nice TSA agent. Mm-hmm. The one time that it, I forget why Charlotte, you were going on this trip And for some reason I hadn't, because I suck at shipping, I hadn't shipped the banner or I didn't get it over overnighted in time. So I had to meet you at a Costco to give you the banner. And then from there you had to drive to the airport. Yeah. It was like a, it was crazy close. I remember this. Like, I'm pretty sure I was getting the banners from you at Costco. Like when I should have been like, when I already should have been on the road for a while on my way to the airport. And, like, I don't live super far from the airport, like, probably 30, 35 minutes. But I got to the airport. This was horrible. So, number one, it was already an emergency that I had to get the banners from you, Sarah, because things didn't ship. So, it was already, like, a backup plan. Like, let's rush and get the banners, and this can be our our alternative. And, like, so it was already, like, a backup plan alternative route where that we were already kind of panicking about. And then I got to the airport, and it was, like, full. All of the parking was full. And I was like, well, I don't have time to park in like the lots that are further away and take a shuttle. Plus I literally have like 
my bag, all these banners. Like I had all this stuff to carry that I couldn't carry on my own in one trip. And I was going through the parking garage and I finally found a spot. This one person backed out and I was like at the very top of the parking garage. I found this one spot and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And I pulled in and then I was like, how am I going to carry all this shit? Like, I'm not going to make it. Like my plane was already boarding at this point, by the way, like as I'm parking, like planes already boarding, I'm getting notifications on my phone and I'm just like, well, here goes nothing. I hope I make it. I turned around and literally by some miracle, there was like a push cart, like in a corner off on like the, in the parking garage. And I ran over, I grabbed it, I threw everything on the cart and I like ran, literally ran through the parking garage, ran through the terminal. I had to check those bags. I still had to check the banners. So I had to like go to the desk get everything checked and then like run into the security line. Like I just barely made it. I had no idea. But like, guys, seeing that cart sitting in the parking garage, it was like, Oh, like these like angels had come down and like saved me. I wouldn't have made it. I don't think I've ever seen a cart in the parking garage. So that is crazy. It was like a cart that you would get at like um, Home Depot. Like when you get like big Mm -hmm. items, like, yeah, it was like this weird cart. I had no idea why it was there or. You must have had some good karma. Yeah. Cause I've seen them like where you can walk into the terminal that where you could check before you go over, you know, like that little area. I've seen them there, but I've never seen them like on a row, like, you know, on a level or anything. No, I haven't either. Paint a picture. Those are like those, they're pull up banners that are like, what, like three feet wide. And then they weigh like maybe even more four feet wide. I don't know. So they're really long and awkward. And then they weigh like 20 pounds each basically. So like to have your suitcase and your probably computer bag and one or two pull-up banners and to try to like run through the terminal with that would be virtually impossible. I take responsibility for this. I did miss shipping it and then had to meet Charlotte and then she had to check it. So this was definitely my doing of this. Like, Sorry. That's a funny, it's fine because I made it. I survived. And like, there's probably multiple times that like I deserve to take something for the team, like take one for the team. So it's fine. But it, the best part, like in hindsight, was probably like the looks I got, like the amount of like weird looks I got, like with this cart full of stuff, like sprinting through the airport. Like, I feel like people are like, oh, that stupid girl. Like, what is she doing? Like, she either got here late. Like, why didn't she manage her time? Like all of those things. And you're just like, I don't have time for this. That's me. I would have been the person judging you. Like, she's going to miss her flight. Like, it, you yeah. don't know my circumstances, Paige. Oh, no, I probably would have told Sarah, like, sorry, I'm not going to get those banners. Like, I'm already at the airport by the time she would have texted you. Well, we had planned it, I think, the night before or something. So it wasn't like a surprise. I think we just underestimated how much time I would need to get to the airport. So Wait, you too underestimated time when it came to the airport? Shocker. Me, Paige, and Kelly sitting there, like, I don't know, at Coney Island having our coffee, going to stop and grab a pack of gum at Plum Market. Oh, we already had a full breakfast at that point at the airport. <laughs> I was going to say, I think there was a recent trip. I want to say it was um, our, our big annual event where you guys were already sitting there and had, like, ordered breakfast, and then Sarah and I waltzed in, and, like, the waitress was like, are you guys ready to check out? And we're like, we want to order. <laughs> like, please. They're like, get, you're going to have to get, get it to go. go. Uh, Could you well, imagine if they had valet, our travel budget would just be gone because Charlotte uh, and Sarah would have to use it every single trip. 
They should well, come up with that. It's a moneymaker. I've had to start parking in like the actual garage. I used to park in the shuttle lot because it like didn't take that long. And I was like, oh, it's fine. And it's easy access, easy to get in and out. But I had to start parking in the garage because like I just can't seem to get anywhere on time. You know what might also be cheaper is just paying for like an Uber to bring us to the airport there and back. It's probably the same amount or less than the whole parking. It probably is. But again, back to Kelly's point about why she doesn't check, want her uh, carry-on checked is because the last thing I want to do when I get back from a trip is have to call an Uber and wait for an Uber to pick me up and then take me home. True. Very true. Yeah, because I think, too, with, like, where the Detroit airport is, you know, like, what are the odds to if you get in at, like, 10 or 11 o'clock of, like, waiting for an Uber? And I'm not going to take a taxi. No. Not doing it. Nope. Taxi so is ideal. I always try and save a few bucks and do one of those parking rides outside of the airport because, especially with COVID, they shut down the green lots. And I'm like, I'm not paying $26 a night. Like, I can't do that. So we've tried probably three or four because, you know, when you get home and it's late and you're waiting for those bus shuttles to come through and bring you back to your actual car. Well, one of them took an hour one time to bring one person or to bring one car. So I was like, F this, I'm not ever using them again. And then at the, the time that we were waiting, I swear I saw the same type of bus come through 10 different times. So I was like, oh, okay, next time I do this thing, I'm gonna pick that one. Well, when it came to us using that service, I waited 40 minutes for them to bring it for me once. So I have no luck with this. I just kind of have given up. Gotta pay for the parking garage. I know, just by well, stress alone. It definitely is. So now that you've heard some of our stories about our airport adventures, I just hope that none of you get stuck behind me at TSA when I'm trying to smuggle my moose through because it'll definitely delay you. So happy, uh, happy travels and watch out for us. Cheers. 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 Thank you for listening to Drunken Marketing. We hope you enjoyed another episode of the ridiculously hilarious and real marketing experiences from the Wine and Whiteboards team. If you haven't checked out our full-length episodes, pour yourself a glass of your favorite vino and join us. We share marketing tips and design tips on everything from content marketing to website redesign and so much more. Wondering how you can support the show? If you love our podcast, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe. Share it with your friends, family, enemies, or whoever else you think would enjoy the Wine and Whiteboards podcast. We're always looking for new listeners to add to our wolf pack. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>